My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. In conversation on the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to your program In Conversation with myself, Yasmina Peterson. And this afternoon we are finding ourselves in conversation once again with a language and communication specialist, trainer, facilitator and coach. That's none other than Hani Dutoy. And she was here speaking about the Get Unstuck workshop that's going to be taking place. And remember how I told you about that building blocks that I had in studio. And yes, she brought the box back again and got me so fascinated with this and my colleague Konita Sataran is looking like very amazed at this and Konita you can definitely come join us in studios fitting your jersey that you're wearing the type of green so looking at you know just the reward cost that you get from this and very interesting workshop however I'm going to give this time over to my guest in the studio Hani Dutoy Hani Assalamu Alaikum once again Wa Alaikum Assalamu Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh you once again back with us shukran so much for being back with us however we just wanted to take a recap as to the workshop that's going to be happening for those in which did not tune in on that specific day when we're speaking about it, speak to us about the workshop and when it will be taking place, inshallah. So the Unblocks workshop takes place on Saturday, the 13th of May. We start shop at 9.30 and we complete at 12.30. So it's a three-hour-long workshop. In order to secure your seat in the workshop, you do need to um, book um, and pay for your seats at the moment. The special that I'm promoting because there, there are literally three seats left. Okay. So I would love to have a full workshop, even though I said it's small. We're wanting to have an intimate group. Um, we only have women in this workshop, so I think that's also an encouraging factor for people for whom that is important, so that they can feel that there's a safe space in which they can share openly and connect with others and generate that sisterhood. Um, so tickets at the moment are for two seats, 900 rands. Okay, two seats, 900 rand. I do recall that when you were on air previously, we were speaking about the early bird special, which was 450 rand per person. Is that special still going or Unfortunately, not? Unfortunately, that closed on... Um, Tuesday and um, I think we had literally like after 11 o'clock at night the last person messaged me and said oh. I still get the early word special <laughs> so that's done okay. um, I did have another request I just want to let listeners know about that um, I've had a few people say to me can I come with my husband because several of the people who booked are women mm-hmm. and they've asked about um, privacy and that kind of thing I've encouraged those people to book for themselves this week and their husbands for two weeks time Okay. Sure. so inshallah on the 26th 7th of May, which is also a Saturday morning. I'll run a second one um, and that one um, would then be um, open to whoever else would like to book as well. Um, So if people want to book for themselves and their husbands now even though he will go into the next a workshop, they will still get the rate of 900 for two seats. 900 for two seats. So, um, what we're always saying now is for the last few seats, I'm either selling them out as two um, at a time or people pay full price, which is 700 rands. 700 rands. For people wanting to know more about this, honey, is there any contact numbers? Yes, they can contact me directly on 083 7277324. They can also email me. It's honey, H A N I at communicationcoaching.co.za. 
Now, honey, you raised a very important factor, and that is with regards to people asking you to bring their husbands along. However, they will be joining in in the next session. This building blocks that are here in front of us now, currently in studio, as well as the reward cards. Is this also something in which you would encourage the men also to do? Because sometimes I feel that this is probably a female thing because females are more prone to asking themselves these type of questions and not males. You'll be surprised. I think maybe sometimes because we tend to fall into the trap of thinking like that, um, we limit um, what's available to men. Um, I think if we want to have healthy relationships, men and women, particularly within our families, then we all need to be willing to do introspection. Um, I find that um, men are actually quite willing to look into um, these questions. Maybe they don't enjoy the journaling as much as women do, um, and they maybe don't talk as incessantly as we do when we get together. But they definitely do think deeply about this. Many of the male clients I work with in the corporate environment have deep concerns about the extent to which their families are happy, the ability to connect with their children, especially their teenagers, the ability to connect with what matters to their wives. And so I think um, we do need to be mindful that it's a human concern to want to have healthy relationships, that it's a human concern to want to have families that work. And this, for me, is a light-hearted way of people playing with some of their concerns, some of their commitments, some of their challenges, and um, finding solutions for themselves something that would then be a perfect fit for them. Definitely. Now, also just steering away from the fact that uh, this is more more susceptible to female as well as male, but you're looking at your grandmothers, you're the older generation, and how will this benefit them in terms of them attending this workshop? Have you had people like that already in your workshop? It's interesting that you should ask that question because I was just in conversation with my mother-in-law about a very similar question a few days ago Yes, um, where she was saying, you know, why is it that she's got several of her grandchildren living with her Mm -hmm. and why is it that, um, you know, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. Is there an answer? And um, I think it's important for any person who's in a caregiving relationship to understand, like any parent comes to see, we do get tired. We do um, find that our, um, sometimes our methods work and sometimes our methods don't work. But I think what's the most important thing is for us to stop and to ask what worked the time it worked and what didn't work. And for us to ask ourselves, how can we do it differently? Because the kids hear the same records playing all the time, our complaints, our nagging, etc. It means nothing to them anymore. Mm-hmm. So if we threw a curveball and we approached it differently, or if we made direct requests of them, or if we guided them and said, I'd like you to do it this way, then there are different um, responses we can get from them than when we stick to our, um, what we already know how to do. Perfect. The voice there of Hani Dutoy speaking to us more on the Get Unstuck workshop that will be taking place this Saturday from 9.30 to 12.30. So if you want your seats, um, you can definitely give Hani a call. All the information will be downstairs at the reception desk. And we are speaking a little bit more about what is going to be taking place in this workshop and definitely how you can improve your relationship, whether it is at home or whether it is within the working space as well. And the relationship such an important topic, Hani, in, in terms of speaking about this but looking at the relationship that you have between mother and child you know sometimes the mother is at home maybe or she's working and the children just get dropped off by the grandparents right so now she's working a nine-to-five job you know she's coming home and she's often thinking to herself that 
this is the only time I get to see my child. I don't get to spend time with my child. And it's just a normal with the husband. What are you doing today? Where are you going? We are taking the kids. So how can this workshop or even this building blocks into introspection improve that relationship, not only for now, but also looking at it for a better future, inshallah? Um, that's an excellent question. Um, I think the important um, thing to um, pay attention to is, and I'm just going to lift up the block on relationships <laughs> to, to give you an idea of what are some of the things that are embedded um, in our relationships that we don't always drill down to discover. Um, an important question that, especially when we've got limited time with people, yes. we do those transactional conversations. Who's doing what? What time? When? Who's dropping who? And we're already exhausted at the end of a work day when we connect with our family members. And so we tend to have communication that's very much on edge. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem is that we don't set aside time to have meaningful conversations. So we ask the kids, how was your day? And what do they say? Fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if we tell them, if we ask them, tell me about your day. What was exciting about your day? Did you have any disappointments today? Mm -hmm. Those are different questions. We're more likely to get different responses, deeper responses from our children. I think also when we get caught up in our routines, we don't ask ourselves questions like, in which relationships do I have unfulfilled or uncommunicated expectations? Mm. Sometimes we get home and we nag at our kids, but we never sat them down and explained to them what we expect from them and why we expect that from them and convert those expectations into agreements. You know, I'd really like it if you tidied your room and you cleaned up or you did your homework before I got home, you know, and engage them. Can you agree? Can you promise me to do that? Or when would work for you if that they can't make that commitment? How can we make it work? How can you, what could we agree on that you're going to have your homework done by a certain time? So that it doesn't become a shouting match, a nagging situation, something that corrodes the child's confidence or something that makes the mother feel that I just ruined the last part of the day. Hmm. I don't think that there's a mother who's out there who's working who doesn't have a concern that she wants to spend more time with her child. But I think that's what's important is the quality of the time that we do get to spend, that we get to spend that time in a meaningful way, in a difference-making way, and in a way that communicates the positive emotions that actually live in that relationship. Mm. So um, other questions that we can ask is to look at our circle of relationships, particularly within the family and the extended family. And if we are taking strain, to look into what are the strongest relationships that I can actually draw on for support. So I start to ask myself, how can I tap into those relationships? For myself, for example, my sisters play an important role in my support structure. They are my go-to people when I need assistance. Yes. And, um, but it's important to identify who are those people in my life and what kind of support do I want from them? Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we make general statements, I need help with X. But mm -hmm. we, what does that mean? What exactly do you need somebody to do? Do you need somebody to fetch and carry something? Do you need somebody to babysit for you? Do you need somebody to help you make a pot of food? What exactly do you need somebody to do? So I think making very clear requests of people is another thing that we, we tend not to do in our families. We think it's obvious what we need from each other. And it's not really obvious. Mm. Very importantly there, honey, and also one thing in which uh, also brings to mind when we were speaking about communication and also looking at the people within your communication circle is that you often get to people that say, okay, I'm not going to ask her because I don't generally connect well with that person and I'm not someone to communicate. 
So how will you then be able to bring that out of your shell and also put that aside, put that thought aside and think, I don't, I don't communicate well with you, so I'm just going to leave it. So there are two things in what you said <laughs> that are um, perfect. Um, one is we are constantly boxing other people and we are unconsciously boxing ourselves. So when I say, I don't usually communicate, I don't mm. usually do this, I don't usually do yes. that. I think the important thing is to ask, what do we actually want to accomplish? Do we want a better relationship with that person? Do we want to be people who communicate? Do we want to be people who feel comfortable in our own skin, no matter who we're talking to? Mm. Do we want to be people who are confident to share our ideas and be curious about other people's ideas? If we want that badly enough, then maybe we'll put aside those old ideas about ourselves and be willing to take a risk mm. in that very relationship with that person, that family member that we think we don't get along with. Mm. That may well be the relationship where we can get the best kind of support, but we've kept it shut. We've kept ourselves closed off from it. Honey, do you also think that courage plays a huge role here when it comes to communicating to that one person that you feel that you don't communicate well with, but you want to break the bow there? So how do you play around that? Um, yes, you know, just <laughs> last night I was talking to somebody who said um, everything you want to accomplish lies on the other side of fear. Mm. It takes courage to acknowledge our fear and take action anyway. So it's really critical that we're willing to not let our fear stop us. Fear is a very normal emotion. It's partly there to keep us alive. It's a blessing in many ways. Um, but when fear stops us from the things that are important to us, from reaching and achieving the things that are important to us, especially in our family relationships, then fears being then we're allowing fear to be destructive in our lives. Mm. So yes, it does take courage, and it isn't about extinguishing that fear or eliminating that fear. It's about knowing I am afraid. My tummy is tight. My mm. chest is tight. I'm breathing fast or something. Recognize those body sensations recognize the um, feelings that you have notice the thoughts you have about the other person and consider no matter how much evidence you may have for those thoughts for those judgments that there may be another perspective mm -hmm. there may be another way of seeing that person or seeing that person's actions and if we're willing to put that aside because we'd like other people to deal with us giving us a second and a third and a fourth opportunity to show what we can contribute, to show who we are, then I think we can have that same compassion for the people we've already boxed. Mm. Excellent. We are still in conversation with Hanid Dutoy. She is language and communication specialist as well as trainer, facilitator and coach. And she was speaking to us more on the Get Unstuck workshop that will be taking place this Saturday. And that is from 9.30 to 12.30. However, if you want to interact with us, maybe having questions, maybe that you're not so certain about, you can send them through to our WhatsApp number on 072-238-0712. Alternatively, you can send through an email SMS to 47913. However, I did say that Hani brought her box along and that is regarding the building blocks which spells out the word perfect. But now we were looking into that a little bit later. And Hani, just before the ad break, you were speaking about looking at how we would want people to treat us and also looking back at to a quote that I saw in terms of that the, the opposite person is your mirror to yourself. So how do we all put this in context and how do we make ourselves understand what that really means, the insight behind that? Um, that's a very good question. Um, 
You know, I think that we um, often expect others to um, be perfect <laughs> is maybe a good way of putting it. We want compassion for ourselves and our flaws. And we don't always offer the same compassion for others. Mm-hmm. Or we do it the other way around. We often compassion to others and yes. really hard in judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think with reference to that quote that somebody else is the mirror um, to ourselves, I think that whatever's annoying us in the other person, it's a way of us having the opportunity to ask, where am I like that? Mm-hmm. When am I like that? If I'm annoyed with this person now, when am I like that? And I think sometimes you may not be like that in that relationship, but consider you may be like that somewhere else. And maybe you're not the, um, in, you don't have that quality to the same degree that that person has, but consider that same quality does reside in you. Mm. I find often this comes up when people speak about others being very judgmental. It's easy for us to call someone else judgmental. But in doing so, we are being judgmental. Mm. We've labeled them. Mm. We've decided on a quality that they have. Mm. I have found that it's more interesting to inquire into what's behind what that person is saying. What's their concern for me? What's their commitment to me? What do they want for me? Mm. And when I'm interested in finding those answers, then I start to build the relationship versus just have labels that I stick on different people. Mm. So I hope that that answers some of what you said. But you use the word context. And in most of my training, I've come to understand that the context for living our lives or the context for any game we're playing or the context for any project we have is decisive. Mm -hmm. The actions that we take have to emanate from the context in which we're playing. So if we say that, And we're talking, for example, about preparing for Ramadan. You and I were in conversation about that a few minutes ago. Preparing for Ramadan. And we think how important it is um, to take the necessary spiritual and even the physical preparation. So while that's true, very few of us look to say, um, what about my relationships? Is living well and having good conduct in my relationships with family members, with my neighbors, with, um, within my community, is that not a critical element of my preparation for Ramadan? Do I not draw closer to Allah through drawing closer to service of and honoring of His Ummah as well? Mm-hmm. And so I see them as all part of the same, um, part of the same game, part of the same context for life. And um, so I received several messages, I'm sure you did and many of the listeners too today, with it being Laylatul Bara tonight, yes. people saying, please forgive me, mm-hmm. please um, give me math. And while that is, I think, a great beginning, I think we're all aware of which the relationships are, where we have hurt someone. And it actually behoves us to go and speak to that person and ask, how can I make it right? You know? You and I had a disagreement, we had an argument. How do we put that behind us and actually create a relationship, especially if it's family, with this unconditional love? Which means we'll have to be willing to listen to what the other person has to say. So the context for me is really decisive. It must be that my actions are aligned with the values I say are important to me. To me. It must be that my speaking is aligned with those values. And when it's not, that there's something to clean up. That there's something to say, let me go back to that incident where that wasn't the case 
and apologize and ask how I can fix it and recognize that I've hurt that person mm-hmm. and clear up my intention around that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see um, the value that we can have in restoring relationships and in recognizing that the views we have of other people is often a mirror. We can reflect back on ourselves and say, where do I do that and how can I do it better? Mm-hmm. And those are definitely the questions in which each one of us need to ask ourselves. So next time, inshallah, if you come across someone and you're coming across someone that say, oh, she is so difficult or he is so difficult to deal with, so then where are you going wrong? And I think that many of us, we don't understand that concept quite well in terms of the other person being a mirror. And I'm sure that now you, the listener, you have a great intersection as well as looking into it much more better in terms of if you're going to be crossing somebody else's path inshallah you'll be able to you know be the best person that you can be towards them as well however honey the blocks that I do have here in studio with me and you said that it spells out the word perfect so maybe if you can just take us through what each letter is for and why you chose the specific word perfect um, <clears throat> thank you, I'll do that. Um, so firstly, just to let you know that the idea is inspired by the work of Aileen Mulligan and Carol Kaufman. Um, both of them have developed um, coaching programs that encapsulate an acronym that you work through, and each letter represents a particular thing. Um, why that's significant is because coaches find that people come looking for a magic formula. Mm-hmm. They want the perfect answer. And the reality is that the coach doesn't have the answers. The coach only guides you through a process of going inward and discovering your own answers. Mm-hmm. So the word perfect here is meant to be that perfect solution for you. Mm-hmm. And the acronym, the P, looks at your physical and physiological well-being. And why um, I've um, demarcated it in that way is that you actually can systematically play through asking questions about each area so that we can actually move ourselves in an investigative process Mm -hmm. of saying how do I get myself unstuck let me look in each area of my life and think through what I could address what actions I could take because you know it's not just enough for us to think deeply about these things and share deeply about these things we do need to be in action so every block not only has a category it has a set of four questions and it finishes off with asking you okay summarize your insights now identify the actions you're going to take and then say when you're going to take them and that's a whole intention now you create an action plan as you move move through the seven blocks and then because you've done that bit of hard work there are the reward cards which we'll get to later Mm -hmm. so I said the P deals with the physical or physiological well-being E asks you to look into your environment which includes things like the structures within your organization that you can utilize for, for support and if those structures don't exist who can you collaborate with to create structures that support staff better if that's the family situation what can you do about that as well so when I say organization it can be a family unit it can be a workspace like this it can be a team within a bigger company your environment can also incorporate the physical environment sometimes there are simple things like the dirt bin stands at the front entrance for example or people come through the back entrance and they're passing the garbage so they end up they arrive at work to filthy smells mm-hmm. and it puts them in a foul mood and it's a simple little thing but it changes the way people relate for the beginning of their day for example so exploring our environment becoming mindful and conscious the lighting the bathrooms the paint 
Is it in, is it friend, is it friendly, um, environmentally friendly? Are the fumes too strong? Um, are we here? Um, is our office block close to too many loud noises? Our environment can have many different facets. So it helps us explore changes we can make to our environment that'll actually also lift up our energy and lift up, um, inspire us to be in that space productively. The R relates to our relationships, as we touched on earlier, mm-hmm. and the quality of those relationships, as well as the communications that have been shared or withheld in those relationships, and what can be actioned around that. And then fears, identifying the fears that limit our performance and are stopping us from actually attaining the goals we've set for ourselves in life, and what will it take to transcend those fears. And then C for context. How important it is, as we said earlier on, to first decide what's the context for my life. Um, If it's my faith, if it's being somebody who contributes to society um, positively, if it's um, uh, about aligning my actions, my values, my speaking with those beliefs. Um, You're right, the E came before the C, (laughs) emotion. And um, again, identifying the degree of awareness we have about our own emotional mm-hmm. profile, you know, am I somebody who shares my emotion? Am I somebody who's quick to become um, reactive? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I somebody who suppresses my emotion? And then when it does rise out, there's an explosion. So we need to become self-aware about how we manage emotion and how can we improve our emotional intelligence so that we're connecting also to the emotion that others have mm-hmm. and we're sensitive and intuitive about the emotions around us. And then the final block mm-hmm. actually is the take action block. Mm-hmm. So it says it's, it, it encourages the person to now say, okay, you've looked across all those different areas. Mm-hmm. Let's summarize that action plan. Let's create an accountability system or accountability body. Um, what are we going to put in place beyond the workshop that's going to actually have you fulfill on the actions that you've unpacked here, the insights that you've had, the creation of something new for your future? Now, Hani, shukran so much for that and also giving us an introspection as to the word perfect as well as what each letter means. However, the questions that is on, if, if uh, someone is presented with this, first of all, obviously there's going to be a whole lot of emotion going through them. There's going to be a whole lot of answers as well as questions themselves that they are going to be having. So now if someone picks up maybe any letter and goes through any question, but in the mind thinking about what if the, what if the answer or the answer is no, what to do within this space then again. Do you write this down? Do you look at how you can improve on that solution? What is your advice for this one? So uh, you'll notice that none of the questions are yes or no questions. They all ask people to dig deeper Mm -hmm. and come up with answers. As I mentioned in the last um, discussion we had as well, this is not intended to be used individually. It's intended to be used with the facilitation of a coach, of an HR manager, Um, health and well-being practitioner so the idea is that you're guided and supported in drilling down and in identifying the emotional responses that people may have and where they come from so that's part of the workshop process so at no stage will somebody feel that they um, need to feel that they're on their own and stuck with the question there's always support in addition What um, I will be doing at the workshop is offering anybody who is there who may want to participate in a follow-up one-to-one coaching program with me that we can enter into an agreement for that kind of support.
Excellent. Now also the details once again, honey, in terms of when and where the workshop will be taking place as well as the following dates. So it takes place on Saturday the 13th of May from 9.30 to 12.30. Um, there are still a few seats available and for two seats at the moment you can claim them for 900 rands. It takes place at the Venture Workspace on Imam Harun Road in Claremont and that's directly opposite the Abbots College. Um, you can contact me, Hani, on 083-72-77324. Or you can email me, Hani, H-A-N-I, at communicationcoaching.co.za. Hani, shukran so much for that. And just before I let you go, a last message uh, for those listening in at the moment, inshallah. I'd like to encourage people that even if you don't make it to the workshop, um, firstly, there's another one running on the 27th due to the demand um, and some people who really wanted to be at this one but couldn't attend because of something else in their schedule. So there's definitely one happening on the 27th of May, which is a Saturday morning. It will probably be at the same venue. I want to encourage people that if you don't make it to the workshop, make sure that you start to have conversations with people that drill deeper than the surface. So instead of just asking how are you or how was your day, Maybe we can ask people, tell me about your day. Sometimes I think it's also important to sit with people that we think we already know and to have conversations where we discover something we didn't know we had in common. Mm. And that way we deepen our relationships. And when we find commonalities with person, with, with other people, it's not as easy to be as judgmental as we tend to be. We then start to see that this person is just like me. And I think that's the most important thing. As human beings, we're very much the same. We have the same concerns, the same fears, the same aspirations. We maybe just get triggered by different things. And maybe we've got different things that keep us stuck. Shukran so much. That was excellent. And I wish you all of the best for this workshop, inshallah. And hope to have you in studio again, inshallah. inshallah. Thank you so much for your time. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. For now, we cross over to our news desk. And when we come back, it's Madrasa on E. Stay tuned. In conversation on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo.